what's going on people welcome to another episode of the patriot game i'm lane sunny res belfast and as always i'm joined by the chairman of the david turnbull <laughs> number one Sonic supporters club pierce in dublin pierce what's going on man how are you keeping ah it's good to be back but yeah popular or unpopular at the moment <laughs> i think we should start off mate this episode by just getting straight into the apologies <laughs> who, who do you want to start with to be honest, I think this could run on for about two hours a day because of the amount of um, apologies that we owe. But if you want to start off first, mate, by all means, get out of your system. Oh, first of all, Ange, because I called him a patsy and he wouldn't last at the start. So, And now I'm only short of like getting fat like him and buying one of those jumpers because he just <laughs> want to be that man. <laughs> oh, mate, he's unbelievable, isn't he? He's just... Everything he just gets it like I don't know how he just gets it like it was very. I can remember saying this on the last episode with on. It was very apart from the very off that he was straight talking and he talked no bullshit. Like the way he deals with the media, he's, yeah, he's it's class, isn't it? But at the same time, he's very very smart and with his wording. Like even the other night, he made it apparent that we need more sentence, we need more um, backup for the team, just by saying um, that. You know, he's bringing the players to the well and they're running on empty. Yeah, running on empty. So, you know, words like that there. So he's very, uh, he's very cute, mate. But that outfit's like incredible. I can honestly call it like it's like it's like the bus driver outfit, <laughs> but he wears it so well. Do you know why? Honestly, God, that man could walk and be a pair of speedos on, and I would just be like, that's an incredible outfit. He's, a <laughs> <laughs> he's an absolute legend, mate. From day one, I was on the arms train. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, right away, it was a very, uh, it was a very lonesome carry to the start, but it's packed with our Raptors <laughs> now, and we're sailing towards success, mate. <laughs> uh, genuinely, like, I'm only short of preserving one of those free rooms on Booking.com for Seville for next May, because like, yes, yes, yeah, it's, think, written, like, it's written in the stars, mate. Yeah, I hope we don't lose though. <laughs> <laughs> we should have maybe had that conversation after the the, the next game against Alkmaar. I know, I've, I've petrified that third goal, the one Edward missed is going to somehow cost us now. Hopefully, we'll, we can score over there, it's just the defence. That's the thing, mate, that is the thing. Um, like, we look incredible going forward. Like, it's it's just, it's very, very exciting to watch. Like, you know how negative last season was, it was very poor, was it was it? draining. And we talked about it, we talked about like how much of an impact that it was having on us. Um, every ap- every episode that we're doing, it just felt like we were being negative. It was just constant. This season, mate, it's just like you're on the you're on the edge of your seat again. It's it's just putting it out there. How the fuck did we get Kyogo? What? Uh, what? <laughs> what? The why, why was he? Andrew saying he's been the best player in that league for like three or four years. Like, why is like nobody touched off him? Like, he's absolutely his attitude and his work is just ridiculous it's nearly it, it puts the other between edward griffiths and a yeti to shame he probably does more running than the three of them combined like he really does is as i say his movement there was one there was one moment in particular and it's been plenty from his joint but the the one that stands out for me was that do you remember we got that free kick against hearts at, at park here and it was a scuff shot so the, the first oh, the first I the free kick come off yeah. the wall and then it was a scuff shot yeah. Hey, he's seen that, mate. It was pure instinct. He didn't even have his eye on the ball. He just knew. Get himself in the round that area. If the keeper makes a mistake, he's already tapping in. He just gets it, mate. He's an incredible footballer. And I, honest to God, it pains me to say this, but 
I'm going to enjoy every second of watching him because I don't think he's going to be there for any more than a couple of seasons. He is going to get snapped up. That kid is incredible. I know. I was listening to some other podcast the other day and the guys were like, hey, stop scoring goals because someone's going to offer a bid in January that we can't turn down. Would that surprise you, though? No, because once he got six now, I'd say he easily have 20 by New Year. Listen, that, that is not a real question. I said it I, last week. I think he's going to surpass 30 goals this season. Honestly, the way he's playing, I mean, six already. I mean, it's August. <laughs> I, know, he's only played, I think it's worked out he's played like the equivalent of four matches, so he's got six goals in four matches. 100%. And many dogs. That's the other thing as well. Christmas is near. What is it? 19 weeks to Christmas? Unbelievable that it is 19 weeks to Christmas. But how many dogs this year are going to be named Kyogo? <laughs> Millions? Uh, yeah, I mean... Could be the new Henrik, everyone named that dog. <laughs> 100%. And on Henrik, I actually had this conversation with a friend this morning. Henrik's first game against Hibs, he made that mistake. Kyogo, yeah. Kyogo's first appearance against Hutch, he come on and he gave that ball away. Do you remember when he caught in from the left? They pressed, got the free kick and scored the goal. So I've just blanked that memory. <laughs> I, uh, I totally, I got that wrong. By the way, I claimed that we were going to stuff Hutch because they're a championship club. But, um, but from that, mate, we've just... Anne's ball has just kicked in. Five wins in a row. 18 yeah, goals. Just, We're playing a batter in the wing, mate. Again. Do you want to talk about a batter, like, mate? A batter just... I, I, a batter, because it was not a do-do-do hand sign, I was like, oh, here we go, here we go again. But he's quick and he's direct. He runs at people. Now, I think... I don't really like Forrest on the left. That's the only problem. So I don't know what's going to happen whenever Forrest gets back to full fitness because I also I quite like Christie at the moment Christie's nearly turned it around in the space of four or five weeks compared like I wanted that bloke out of like 24 hours to leave the country like he had to go Christie but now I just think he's I really really like Christie I think you need his energy in the middle of the pack leads me beautifully on the my apology and I want to apologize publicly to Rag Christie I think last year um, it really does make you think mate I mean the state that we were in last year, it, it just reiterates how much it was down to Neil Lennon. And, you know, you don't really want to talk about that too much, but you can see the difference this season with the likes of Christie and even Edward. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think you hit the nail on the head there at the start of the, the, the episode here where you said that Kyogo was actually like, shaming other strikers. And it wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be surprised. If Adwar was like, hold on a second here, you know, he's taking the chain off me here. I need to get married. Like, you're seeing Adwar chasing down a lot more. You're seeing him running past the halfway lane and actually trying. Whereas last year, it just looked as if he couldn't be fucked at all. Nah, he couldn't at all. And it's just like, that's the thing, like, talking about, like, compared to last year, who's mentioning Gavin Strachan's laptop or Kendi anymore? <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody cares anymore. Are we at that point, Pierce, where we're ready to apologize to Gavin Strachan? <laughs> nah, nah, never. Him, his brother... Or his dad for me, I just no goes like I can't stand that family. But uh, yeah, I'll excuse the laptop. Like, that's, uh, I know uh, you, you, you're a fan of the Strachan's, uh, whatever I say, job I, he I has. Wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm a massive fan of the Strachan's, but one thing I will say is that Gordon Strachan was a fantastic manager for us. And oh, like, he did some rec- job because I'm really shit. He did the record, the records. I mean, it spoke for itself, like you know, back to back. I mean, last 16 in the Champions League. And the thing as well, I can remember going to that game in Milan. Milan were at their peak. They had some incredible players at that time. We had players like Evander Snow and Gordon Strachan was able to bring them the extra time. 
Um, Trigger two penalties. They handballed about twice in that game. One hundred percent. One hundred. Was that Seedorf? Am I making that up? Clarence Seedorf. I think it might have been. Seedorf. I only remember because Jim how good Darren O'Day was that night. Like the game was life. Fantastic. But again, it, you think about the, the. I mean, the quality of AC Milan, like at, at that time, were incredible. They won the European so, Cup that year. That's the thing. That's the thing. And you know, so Gordon Strachan, he's coming in there in that role. It's like a three-month role, right? It's a bit odd because I know Matt was saying he was at the B team game the other night. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like he's looking at the women's the B team and like the underage stuff. Yes. Anyway. I can only, you know, I can't see that being a big deal. At the end of the day, he does have a wealth of experience. He does go off on a tangent sometimes and talk shit on satellite TV, <laughs> but. Not like it, it could be only a good thing um, with a wee bit of experience, a wee bit of an injection of experience in there. Um, but yeah, mate, just going back to the the way we're playing at the minute, and you, we're talking about Ryan Christie. I mean, what he offers to the team, that, especially this season from the, the very start of the season, it was apart in the friendly games that he was he was he just seemed up for it. That ball for Kyo's hat trick was just yeah, that was world class. That was just incredible the way he slipped that ball through. Um, just put on if a plate for Kyogo. If he's playing for a move, I don't mind that, like genuinely, because at least we're getting the most out of him for whatever amount of time that he's here. Now, I'd love if we got him, just even like give him like a maybe like a two year deal or something like that and said, okay, you can go next summer or something like just sign a deal, like, and we let you go like the David Armstrong when they gave him a deal. But yeah, he's just been, he's came back from that Euros. Maybe he might have been a bit pissed off because he, he got dropped after the first game for Scotland and he never saw again. Maybe he's come back with a bit of a, a dig in him. To want to go again this season, and he's just that game against Dundee when he he nutmegged your man for the first goal. Yep. Fuck, he's just he's been like brilliant. Even this, that header out against the uh, what were they called? Shows how much fucking research. Uh, <laughs> who were the team we beat in the last round? Yabzanak. Whatever they were called, yeah. That header was a great goal against them, and just Fantastic. everyone looks like a new McGregor's like back to the old McGregor as a like last year he was just he was shocking to be very honest um, he was, well, was we spoke about we spoke about McGregor mate even last year and it must have been very frustrating for him as well don't get me wrong his performances weren't great but you know when you look around you and the way the team were playing he wasn't really getting anything at all um we're talking about about Scott Brown going to Aberdeen and how much we're going to miss him and stuff but you can actually see that Colin McGregor is fraving in that captain role he's fraving yeah. Like that huddle, bringing them in for that huddle, it was fantastic to see. You can just see, like, you know, that everyone just seems up for it. You know, it's this season as well. Um, this is a massive, massive season. Like, obviously, last year, 10 on a row was everything before they were crowned COVID champions. You know, we've got over at now, we've moved into this season. This season is like, it's so, so important. Like, we've got that Champions League. We win the league this year. We're qualifying for the Champions League. That is that is so important. Like. Oh, it's massive now. To be fair, I'm still not over last year. That's gonna hurt for like a long, long time because it was just actually it's, 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 it's hard to even talk about it. But it just like this year is just massive. Like, and you don't, you look at like, like the sign. Who's who's he signed? Hart. Uh, see, when he was in England, I never liked Hart. But I think that was all because they used to build him up down there. But he's some leader, isn't he? Like even that like, little team talk the other night when he went over for like five, ten minutes to go. He's just his presence compared to Barkas. Mate, absolutely fantastic. Like 
when he was when he was announced, I've seen a lot on social media where people were saying he's washed up, he's this, you know, he hasn't done anything in the last couple of seasons. I, mean, I looked at it, it was a one million pound transfer. He's on fifteen grand a week and he got a four year contract out of it. Like, you know, see that save he made in the last game that asked against Alkmaar, it was inc- mate, that was an incredible save, pure instinct. You know, get the right. under the end of the studs, under the post. And you're right, mate, when he run over the post to Coglu, he obviously, you know, we were under under the course, they were pressing in the last 10, 15 minutes. He run over to Callum McGregor and he obviously you know, that's what you wanna see, mate. You wanna see experienced players, you know, giving out, you know, he's been in He's been in many dodgy situations, even with City, like very like a high pressure game. I mean that game where they beat QPR, where they were under the, the course yeah. to win the league. You know, so he's got that, mate. He's got that in his ladder. And that's only a good thing. Having someone like that there. I mean, we had bagel hands for the last couple of seasons. And Ben. I mean, Jesus, mate. I mean, do you know what? Remember that video that was released last week where he wasn't even trying to shows, mate. Now, you can tell by Joe Hart, just by his performances, just by the way he carries himself in interviews, that he's up for this challenge and he's genuinely excited to be at the club. And that's the players that we need in the team, mate, going forward. Yeah, I just, his presence to me, and he looks like a sh- he's a shower and an organiser, and that's what that, that particularly that defence needs. They need someone like roaring and shouting at them, letting them know where to go. But I think yep. going forward from the, defend, or from, the, from the goalkeeper, do you want to move on to... Uh, Cafu, who's playing right back these days. Again, it brings us beautifully on to another apology. Um, oh. I seen a tweet the other day, maybe laugh. I can't even remember who it was. I want to give him a shout out, but it was basically Anthony Wilson. She set up a wee stall in the middle of Celtic Way and just accept the apologies. Oh. He has been he has been top class, mate. He's just. Although I saw some fella, uh, one of these data analytics guy, like I'm kind of interested in it, but. The guy was trying to say that uh, statistically, Ralston this season has been no better than Kenny was. For, and I was like, don't even like. I can see with my eyes, like that's just nonsense what you're talking about. Like, listen, is just look at his performances, right? I think at the very start of the season, he was trying too much and especially too much to please the crowd because he obviously had something to prove, and he was jumping in for those silly challenges and whatever else. Obviously, I just had a word with him. He has been absolutely fantastic for Palladium. That challenge against Altmar, that it stopped that goal. Oh. That Sladen challenge, mate, that was world class for Palladium. He ran about 30 yards to get there because the guy was, the Altmar left wing of his head and he ran sprinted past him to make sure he got there first. And, just... and again, again, Pierce, I would rather have someone like that in that team who actually wants to play for the jersey who's up for the challenge to win the league this season and who gives it absolutely everything, as opposed to bringing in a player who is looking to go on to England next year or the year after. You know with Anthony Ralston that he has a chip on his shoulder, he has something to prove because he hasn't been great over the last couple of seasons. Um, and he's it's it's working out brilliantly for him. It's uh, just like, I don't think he's probably... He won't get the credit. That goal against the two goals he scored, but the one at Tynecastle, that run, like if that was... One of our attacking players, you'd say that's absolutely unreal. Like that run and pass was just exceptional. And then the goal against Dundee was that's the kind of goal you'd be, you'd imagine yourself scoring. It was just he's just a, a revelation. Like and he like when the new guy comes in next week, I don't think you, you can't just drop Ralston. Like you, you no. can't do that to him. It, it's his jersey until he fixes it up. Definitely not. And as, here, it's not crazy to say. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if this was a couple of weeks back, it'd be like you know get him out of the club. Blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, he does, mate. He deserves the credit. Like you know, we're talking about 
Juranovic, I think he done his medical um, yesterday. I think he's ready to be announced. His goal the other night, mate, he's going to be an exciting talent to bring into the squad. I think he's obviously going to be a starter after a couple of weeks, but he does need to play. Anthony Ralston, in my opinion, deserves to stay in that team. Um, you know, until you know, he brings Juranovic in at, at some point. And let's be honest, mate, if Juranovic is going to be coming in and be an absolute quality, he's going to be a starting player. But yeah, all credit to Ralston. He's been absolutely class. But the amount of games, even that we'll have 40, 50 games a season, like it's not brought up bringing Ralston in to play against some one, if like one of the league games, if we got a tough European game on the midweek right now, like I would have all every faith in Ralston. Uh, and I think I'd have every faith in him going to Ibrox next week. I think after Morelos assaulted him that time, I think he might have a point to prove next week at Ibrox. Exactly. And he's going in there, you know, with a bag full of confidence. He's, he's thriving. Yeah. And yeah, I think he would do really well. I think just you mentioned them there. I think that that front three, um, they're going to give them serious, serious problems. They haven't started off the best this season, the COVID champions. They're back in packed stadiums, and you could say that they're buckling. You could say that they're buckling. Um, some of the performances have been shocking this season. So, mate, I know that I'm the ultimate, you know, um, optimist, and I'm always very positive and stuff. But I genuinely am very confident. I know I'm not scared going on the Abrax next Sunday. I think that I can't wait. Playing, that I'm dreading Exactly, exactly. Genuinely, that front three. Um, I think they're going to give them a lot of problems. There's going to be a lot of goals in that game. Um, I think yeah, I still think that at, at the back, Pierce, that we still we still need to bring in another couple of centers. Like it worries me that we're not. There's been no talk whatsoever about another left back coming in. Um, it's the number one priority for me because he's just he's just terrible, isn't he? Like it's no shame to guy, but he's just terrible. Because, I think you could put him Pierce in the same sort of bracket as Anthony Ralston. I think that I think that Taylor does try again. You want players like that in your team. I think that Taylor can do a job for us in, you know, as a backup in Scotland, um, because he does, he does try. And he busts, he busts lungs, you know, making, you know, making, making runs past the halfway, and he gets a bit of a nosebleed. But you need someone there, mate, with a bit of quality who can provide, you know, consistent balls into the backs, and especially the way that we're playing under Ange with that system and stuff. You do, you need someone there on the wing who's going to provide chances and create. Play. I think he actually linked up well with Christie a few times and Christie played out there. But I think mate the, the lack of talk about that left back there it, it does worry me a bit because I'm not, I have no faith in Bolon Goalie whatsoever. I don't even believe that he's still a part of the squad like. Ah if he can go back to Spain to meet his missus, that'd be great. Like <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we, yeah, so again need a left back, definitely because I know he, uh, because we play that now inverted fullbacks, you're nearly like kind of like a midfielder as such. Those fullbacks coming inside and Taylor's just not good enough. He gives the ball away. He's too slow on the ball. We need. I know we probably can't get. If we want a player, can do it all. And obviously, we can't afford to get someone like that. But there has to be someone up in quality that we can get that can do what we need to be doing. Big team, and I think I've met this before. That you know he's, he had big big shoes to, to fill when Tierney left Celtic. You know, obviously Tierney is sort of you would say irreplaceable because he's a world-class left-back but you know so it was always going to be a tough job for him um, but with that another left-back in there even centre-half mid as well I would like to see another centre-half coming in Starfelt hasn't really hit the ground running I think it's, it's, it's a transition coming from obviously Russia to play in Scotland um, but you know I think that he deserves a bit of time um, 
but he definitely would definitely definitely need to get uh, more players into that area. I think Julian Julian is not due back. Is it November December? Is it that long? I thought it was like the end of September October. I don't know, but well, yeah, I think I know we're supposed to get the fella scales from Shamrock Rovers. But is he coming to play? Like, or is he coming to be in the squad? I think we need a starter, someone to play along Welsh. We need a left-sided centre half. That's a big problem for us. We have like, we haven't got one in Starfield. He got caught three or four times doing like on his left foot because he can't use. That's how he ended up giving me that penalty against Hart, swinging with his left foot. We need a, a left set side of centre half. I'd move Welsh down onto the right hand side because Welsh has just come on, hasn't he? Like I didn't think he had it at all, but he's winning headers and he's dominating games. Like he looks like the senior player in that partnership. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. And again, it's one of them ones when Julian comes back. Does he drop Welsh? Um, for me, I wouldn't think. We were talking about this the other day about Chris Julian. I think that obviously he's a great player. He is. He's a he's a he's a, a real talent, and he's a big presence. I mean, he's tall, um, but I do think he could bulk up a lot more. I think he's very sort of weak when he's up against sort of like sort of remember the likes of Lyndon Dix when Lyndon Dix played him. He sort of had he was running them ragged. I think that he could bulk up a lot more and become sort of an even Massively. an even bigger presence. He's he's actually better. In the other team's box for corners than he is in our box for corners because as you were saying he's, he's too weak he's players just need to like shove him off and then see the way he jumps throws himself down that that's embarrassing to watch it, it i really can't stand when he's like that but i like julian as a player he, like, he looks okay in europe because the game is not as physical but when you're playing against like well, who's your man there uh, is even still aberdeen around cosgrove the big like the tug up front oh, he's gone and yeah. i think he's i think he's Elbow. gone but that's the thing, mate, and that's the thing about the the league that he's that he's playing in. You're going to come up against that, um, and he seems to struggle. You're right, 100. percent He's not a, he's not obviously getting thrown thrown about as much in Europe, but obviously in the league he does. So yeah, mate, centre half. I do I do think we need to bring another centre half in. Um, obviously the clock, the the transfer windows. You know what is it? Another few days before it closes. So. I think we need to prioritise those two areas and get another striker in. What do you think of the Edward situation? Just moving on, the Edward. Obviously, I think he's done well this season. I think he's been much improved, like I said, much improved from, from last year. But do you think that he's putting these performances in for the move or what do you think is going on there? See, I think I'm so done with Edward. I think I'm biased. I'm not seeing these kind of performances that other people are seeing. I just think he's maybe doing what he has to do. Personally, I, I'd sell him. I, I whatever we get 12 50 million he'd be gone for me because i'm just i think he's happy enough to run down his contract and get a big sign on fee next year that's what i'm worried about i think that's not a real question i think that how long has he left in his contract he's definitely in this last year only yeah so he can go so he can start talking to people for pre-contracts in january it goes to show you though that you know he's obviously an incredible talent and he has been sensational for us we cannot say it. He's been he's been a revelation. He really has. But it just for shows two and a half years he was brilliant, and then the last yeah. kind of eighteen months just not asked. Definitely, I mean the player that scored that goal in the three-two game at Abrax, he's just not the same. He hasn't been putting those sort of you know performances, and especially last year he was so poor. But it goes to show that especially in football now that you know it doesn't matter how good you are if you show an attitude where you're not committed to the cause or you're not putting in you know performances on a, on a weekly basis on a consistent basis. That you're not going to get that move, and I think, I think that played a role in Leicester not going for him. And then I know that there was a there was there was talk about the contracts breaking down and whatever else, but surely that's a that beats in the back of the minds of, of clubs who are going for a player like Edward. I I, I you'd imagine so. Look, like if you look at some of his 
every every top player works hard off the ball and Edward doesn't like 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 you look at like I know it's like but like look at like why is Messi and Ronaldo the best players in the world because they work so hard like even like Kyogo how hard he works Edward just doesn't do that and it's just I think at the top level you need to really work hard and he he just doesn't it's like he's, he's he's just a bit not arsed or maybe 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 got to the stage where he thought he was too good and he just wasn't just didn't think he had to try anymore but I I I I, I get rid of him. And then yeah. I get rid of Griffiths. Griffiths, that someone something needs to be done there. I think that's basically finished, Pierce, isn't it? It's, it's just it's got that a stage now where he's just burnt too many bridges. He just needs the the club he's just not even the squads are anymore. But yeah, there was talk about him last week, you know, when he didn't get on last week and he just stormed up a tunnel. But you know, it is what it is. I think it's just time for him to move on to a different club and we just need to get into that sort of I can remember talking about before about Pep Guardiola and he has that 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 belief that you know you should be constantly bringing in new players and keeping the squad as fresh as possible. Yeah, I think we've got to that 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 stage, and I know it sounds a wee bit sort of hypocritical to say, but Tom Rogic has been absolutely <laughs> fantastic this season. I mean, last year he was going to Qatar, he was gone. Yeah, it was, was that last year. Before. I think like, it was stop. last year. I think it was last season. I was talking about him going for five minutes to Qatar. Yeah, just he's like a. Again, you, you see him chasing people down off the ball, stuff that he never, ever did. Like, it's just... See, the only thing with Rogic is, and he's such so good, like, he wouldn't be... He gets pushed off the ball the odd time, but if that didn't happen, he'd be playing for some top team because his touches are just frightening. Like, Unbelievable. They really that, are. That was, <laughs> I see the tweet the other... I have to imagine the tweet that I've seen the other day and someone says that he was down on a single bay with Jamal Connell, he'd still fame him. <laughs> Unbelievable! I mean, he is mate. He's absolutely incredible. He could run rings around Neville Sofa on a phone back, that boy. I have a feeling he's going to score next week against them. Just have a feeling. It wasn't surprising. Again, they used to be petrified of him. Like, oh, didn't I think? I think any team would have been. What I can do? What? What way? I mean, that goal against Kilmarnock that team. That's what that boy can do. That's the talent that he has. Do you know, but again, it just goes to show you that you need someone there. You need a quality coach there who will fit yeah. you into that system, will have you playing well, who will who will fill you full of confidence. Look at Ragnis last year. He was a dumb player. Look at Chrissy last year. He was a dumb player. Look at Edward last year. He was a dumb player. We had players who shouldn't have been anywhere near Celtic Football Club. You had the likes of John Joe Kenny on the right. You, you know, <laughs> it just had to get that in there, and I will not, never fucking apologize to that boy. <laughs> but it just goes to show when you have someone there like Ange Postacoglu who, who came again never seen a bad thing ne- never seen a bad word spoke about him um, he's obviously got this philosophy of football of attack 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 and it just goes to show the players like Christy players like Ragic frave on the, under that oh, definitely and like we're nowhere near I think the fittest that we're going to be like I, we're like whenever Ange gets in this conditioning team he was talking about and we get up to like peak fitness the likes of and Rogic, like Abada, Forest, Kriogo, the runs they're making, like the passes they can find, and we'd be able to cut teams open apart. Like when, when everything kind of clicks together, it's just going to be so. I know we beat Dundee 6 0, but I feel someone's going to get it done. Mate, and Hark said, is that like, I mean, if we're talking about Harku, we're playing now at the minute, what's it going to be like when we get fitter? You're looking at players again like Rogic and Harsh Slimmy looks. Look at James Forrest. James Forrest again looks like he's slim, slimmed down. He's got a point to prove as well. He didn't get yeah, a chance in the Euros. Um, 
And yeah, but again, mate, I want to go back to it with, with Ryan Christie especially. Ryan Christie was one of those players who was, you know, you never thought was good enough to play for Salik. Look how he fraved under Brendan Rodgers, that goal against Hearts in the Cup. Um, yeah. And then he just he just kicked on from there. And then last season, he was so poor under Neil Lennon, under that management. And again, when you bring in the likes of Arnes Postacoglu, who will build you up, put you in in important roles and and actually get you play, get, get, put you in your better position and getting you to play football, you're going to fray one of Ah, it's just like you can see. It just makes you even angrier. As like, what was he doing last year? Because there was there was clearly no tactics, no coaching, no nothing going on there. And like, even like again, look, Ralston. Like, it's amazing what a player can be. You know, if you get a bit of confidence, you get a run on the team, and you can see like how someone can go. It makes me wonder why didn't Kendi give Ralston a run for ten games last year instead of John Joe Kenny? Because like, there was no point in playing that fella last year. What annoyed me about this, and we talked about this, we had a couple of guests on, we were asking about John Candy and stuff. What annoyed me was that people were saying that you need to understand the position that John Candy's in, that he wants to put himself in lane for the Celtic job. John Kennedy was never, let's be completely honest, he was never going to get that job. John no. Kennedy was in the perfect position last year to play players that wanted to be at Celtic Football Club. He continued to go down that same system. I don't even know if you, you wouldn't even call it a system. Where he was, it was just a fucking, it was just organized it was confusion. Just, uh, it was just play, 11 handle. players put on their pitch. You know, you had fucking bagel hands and nets. You just had a team that was so weak, so mentally weak, so physically weak. And I think, you know, Ronnie Dealer, you know, going back to the great Ronnie, Ronnie came in and says about the state that the team were in fitness ways and eating chips and coke for lunch and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, I think, and it's been shown again. It really, really has. And the difference in fitness the last couple of weeks has been it's been it's been a complete overhaul. It really has. Yeah. Turnbull was even saying they're fitter than last I think he I didn't click on the article, but there was a headline like he admits they're fitter this year than they are last year. And it's just a have you noticed actually Lennon's disappeared from the I can't even still talk about that fella, but he was all over the media when we got beaten to hearts and got beaten by Mitchell and now that we're on a run, he's just like nobody's coming and asking him questions anymore. Exactly, mate. It was just clickbait central, wasn't it? It was just trying to just trying to stir up the tensions, just trying to keep that whole situation going, mate. But the thing about it is, and not a lot of not a lot of people will like this, that we've broke we've broke through that. We've brought on a we've brought on a fantastic manager who has the team playing a class, exciting football. We're bringing fans back to the stadium. Um the atmosphere is back. There's a gen like there's a genuine excitement this season. Oh yeah. You like, know, it, yeah. it actually, you know, like, mate, don't underestimate this. I've spoke about this before. Altman are a decent save. Like, they they, are. They've don't got some me... tidy, tidy players. They really do. You've got that player who wants away. Um, yeah. But they're a t- like you say, they're a Teddy save. That's a good win. That's a win that I think last year, I think they done us 3 or 4 now. Absolutely. I saw uh, the other day on Twitter that next Thursday when we play the second leg will be exactly a year to the day since we got beaten by Ferenc Varos. Like, and if you look... The turnaround in a year, like I would, it, the turnaround in four months, it's mad how things short things can be. I know I don't want to get too excited, but I just you can't wait for the games now, can't you? Like, you're buzzing for three o'clock today. Like, that, that's it, yeah, that's the thing, mate. Don't get me wrong, like, you know how passive I am and <laughs> how excited I always am, mate. But you can imagine how I'm feeling right now. I've just had a coffee a half an hour ago as well, just before we started this, and I'm buzzing all my tits, I'm not gonna lie. So, 
<laughs> but even mate, you know, just thinking about Pasta Coglu and the way you know he's interacting with the crowd, the way that he takes no shit off the media, it's just an injection of, of of something that we've needed for the last couple of seasons. I think, you know, it was sort of we're going back to the the, the days of you know just bringing a Celtic man and you know hope for the best, bring in a couple of Irish players. The crowd will love that. Whereas we've sort of we're sort of progressing to that sort of modern football club that we that we want selling to be. I think we're a long way off. I do still think that the board need to get need to start making serious changes. I mean, oh, I think don't get me wrong. Obviously, the, the pressure is off the board at the minute because we are starting to play better football, but they still need to be held to account. I think that's very and important to put out. That's there. the problem. But the things are going well on the pitch. People forget that the same charlatans. That's why they got away for for years. Well, for two three years because Rogers was just doing wonders with that team. And then it came home to roost when Lennon got the job. But it's just Ange needs to be back. He needs he needs to get players. They need to get players. None of this messing around. You know, if someone wants twelve grand a week and only offering them ten, just give people like give whatever he wants. He needs to be back. That's come back and bit us a few times in the past. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. He needs to back him. He needs. And you know the thing about it is, and this is serious when I say this. I think that if he backs Ange Postecoglou, brings in another quali- couple of quality signings before the end of the transfer window, that we can have a real crack at the Europa League. Yeah, or even like the number one priority is to win that league and get into the Champions League. Because ima- imagine uh, Ange with a full summer preparing for that Champions League. I think he'd have that team ready to go, and I don't think he'd ask about with players. He'd be like, "I need this player at this level." There'd be none of this messing around and waiting to see what happens. I like, he's just. He knows what he wants. Like, and I think he's on a mission because he's come from Australia that he doesn't want to be showing up as some fool in Europe. Like, he's on a mission to prove people wrong. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing, mate. I've never... It's You know, you're seeing comments. People are saying like they've never wanted a, a manager to succeed as much. Obviously, every single manager that comes in the Celtic Football Club, you want them to be successful and you're always going to back them no matter what. Like, even Neil Lennon that time after we won the Cup and he was fucking shamefully given the job in the showers that time but my day. It, but still you did back him you, you know we can't say oh, you yeah, didn't you, you wanted want to be them, successful like... you wanted to be hugely successful the post of Coglu mate there's something it's just something different like I said it's not that whole usual Celtic approach where we're just hiring a Celtic man we're hiring a football man we're hiring someone who plays exciting football who's bringing players in like Hugo Furuhashi from the J League, I think he's already talked about how he's going to try and tap into that market again in January. That is exciting. That is someone, mate, that I can fully, fully support. I want to put it out that I categorically idolize the man. I think he's incredible. <laughs> I've spoken about it from day one. The ants train, the carriages are full, mate. Pump house, love it. Putting on another train. Get another train, get another couple of trains going, mate. You know what I mean? But yeah, right, so the just... day, today, three o'clock, we'll play St. Murray. Um, I don't think that they've made the best um, start of the season. I think it's two defeats in the draw. They were pumped out of the cup on penalties by Livingston. Um, so, do you think today is going to be another? Well, this could be harder to take by the time this goes out. But uh, you just can't see it in past another comfortable win. Can't you not? Just like who, who are we going to beat this week? Because you're just like someone. It's like that, that half, that first half against Hearts was honestly the best thing I've seen. In, years it was just so good wasn't it it was amazing and it's one of those performances where the scoring did not reflect oh, how that game was it was just I should have been five or six I think like, I'm at the stage now like I cannot see at home 
like domestically anyone beating Celtic. I just think they're gonna be like, I don't think anyone's gonna give them any trouble at home in the in the league. Now you might yes. get the odd It brings you back to the when we were competing in the Champions League. And you could say that even the top European clubs, they were afraid to go to Celtic Park. You had the atmosphere and then you had the players feeding off the atmosphere. I think we're touching, you know, we're, we're going back into that sort of therapy. We're, I know it's very, very early doors and I don't want to get carried away. I'm going to get carried away, fuck it. But you, you, you sort of get that feeling that it doesn't matter who the opponent is. If we play like that at home, under the lights, you know, with a crowd and full voice, that we can, you know, give anyone a challenge. That's the thing as well. With Posta Cogley and the way we play football, we need to have a fit team. You can see that the team are getting fitter, but he definitely needs to bring in more. He needs to recruit more players, and just yeah, you know, definitely. if we're if we're performing like that for ninety minutes, mate, especially in the league, who beats us? I can't see anyone. And as you were saying, like fitter. The only problem, and not problem, is that that Ange needs is that you can see when we make the subs, the players that are coming on aren't at the same either fitness or at level as the starting players and that's why he needs to get more players in so that when we make subs that intensity is still going for 90 minutes because you can see at the pace we're going the team probably getting tired after 60 65 minutes yeah exactly and i think we'll focus a lot on the front three we need to bring in that midfield lane for me that midfield lane like colin mcgregor you can just like we spoke about him how much he's framing colin mcgregor is genuinely a world-class player also, oh, yeah. you can actually you can actually see that he wants to play for the club. He's framing under that captain's role. You know, you can see him. He's just back to running all over the pitch. And yeah, but again, I think we need to bring, you know, we've got James McCarthy as well. I mean, James McCarthy, like, again, people are coming on saying he's wised up, he's this, he's that there. I think he's a fantastic saying. And I think James McCarthy, again, even though he's still sort of, what is he, 30, 30 years of age? I don't know. I, uh... he's, in, he's in the round 30, but he has that Premier League experience. He played with Palace last season. Um, if we keep him fit... He doesn't get injured. If, he, if we keep him fit, if he stays injury-free, we have we have a Premier League player playing in the SPFL. Let's be completely honest, mate. You cannot complain with that. I mean, you can't. No, you can't. It's just... I know I, I wouldn't say I was on the Cardi's biggest fan. I never really saw... I was always waiting for one of these big performances for Ireland and it, it never really came for me from McCarthy but I'm just hoping obviously he's a, he's a massive Celtic fan and he, he's not fit now I think he's not a few weeks off starting fit but I think if he gets up to standard like as you're saying like in, in the SPF the SPFL he should be like head and shoulders above most of the players in that league yeah 100% I think he's the type of player Pierce, that you would put your faith in coming in to replace McGregor in certain games especially at home. Like today, I think Colin McGregor, at one stage he was most, it was, he played the most minutes in world football. I think yeah, today we were playing similar in It was, exactly. I think today is a perfect, a perfect opportunity to raise the legs of Colin McGregor um, and keep him fresh for the Altamore game because that Altamore game is going to be huge, mate. Uh, it's mad. We need a, because they're going to come for us because they like, the chance, like, the chances they missed it or not, like, they get those. I can't see them missing those chances again. So we need to be on it on tour tonight. But even I suppose today, I know it's probably going to be, be uh, out of time by the time I put this out. But what do you think the team will be today? I think that I think that I do. It's it's hard. It's, you know, even though I say I think Colin McGregor should be rested, I still think it's very difficult to drop a player of that magnitude. Especially you want to you you know you want to keep this run going. You want to keep the confidence flowing through the team. Um, I think it's going to be pretty similar at the back. I think you're going to have your, you know, obviously Joe Hart, you're going to have Ralphson, 
Starfat Wealth Taylor. Um, yeah. I think that he's going to obviously bring in Christy. I think Christy's going to be brought in the day. I, again, would take a batter. I wouldn't start a batter. I would keep a batter fresh for, for Thursday night, personally. Um, yeah, because he was even that good the other night. I would put Forrest back on the right, uh, Christy on the left. I'd do the same. And then yeah, yeah. You've got and McGregor, Turnbull, and Rogic. Rogic, again. I think, I think again, mate, I know I don't want to, you know, totally fucking spread off St. Marin. I think they're going to put every man behind the ball. Um, but again, I would rest the legs of Rogic. I think that he's been fantastic yeah, this season. Yeah. And we need him again. And it's class to say that we need him again for Thursday night against Altmar. So I would rest him. Bring in someone else. Um, I could see Montgomery maybe getting a chance today. What do you reckon? Yeah. Instead of. Instead of t- Montgomery's a weird one, isn't he? He plays left back and then he, sometimes he throws him on and he's up front. Like I don't know exactly what his set position is. That's the thing. That is the thing. He's that 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 thing. He should have buried that goal, right? Oh. That, that we melee at chances that we had. But Stramash. That's the thing. That's the thing. But you know, you could see people like him getting the, getting a chat that they. Um, do you think we're going to see Kyogo starting? It's hard enough to drop that boy. Why? Why would you drop him? Just keep it going. Like <laughs> they've got because they've got two more games. Our trail today, Thursday, Sunday. And then obviously there's the international breaks. So there's no game the following week, so just keep that momentum going for True. An, another week. But uh, actually, it's only came to my mind there. Is Mikey Johnson injured, or is he just gone out of the picture? I think that he's just coming back from injury. I think it's going to be another. Is he injured again? Actually, he is. It. He is. Um, but again, mate, that's exciting. You know, you're bringing the likes of Mikey Johnson back in the ad team. Um, again, you you would you would trust Mikey Johnson to perform better under Postecoglou than you would the likes of Lennon. I would be excited to see Mickey Johnson on the post probably if I'm being honest. He's another one that I think kind of needs to beat bulk up a bit. He gets shoved off the ball. He does. He does. He's still, he's, he is still young. I think that he... I heard you're offering him uh, uh, sessions three a week. I'll tell you what, I'll be charging for the roof. Him and Julian. I'll get him and Julian in the gallery and they can split the ball between them. Just eat steaks all day. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly. Constantly. <laughs> Yeah, so I think today, Pierce, we're going to talk about two more things before um, we wrap up for the day. So I'm going to ask for a score prediction. By the way, the other night, and I need to put this out there, Martin Keown, who gave us a, sp- a score prediction underneath the Twitter page. If you're not following the, t- the Twitter page, give us a, f- a wee follow. It's uh, the Patriot game. Um, and yeah, we're on social media, so check us out. Martin Keown wrote underneath the prediction that it would be 2-0, and he predicted that both Forrest and Keown yeah. scored. He did, mate. He did. Um, so big shout out to Martin. That's a tremendous pick. And we do hope that you backed that. Um, you didn't use William Hill because they're obviously black and tans. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, Other well done, makers are available. Let's get, a, let's get a prediction from yourself, P. 4-1. 4-1. I like it. I'm going to say 5-0. No. And I'm going to back Kyogo for another hat trick. I think if I think if you backed Kyogo to score... Any time all season, you'd, you'd make profit. Like you'd comfortably oh, make a profit. It's going to go into the Lewandowski territory, though, where you would actually get Lewandowski at shorter odds than you would for Bayern Munich to win. I think oh, no, yeah, you're going to see Lewandowski one to four. Kyogo's going to go the same route. The bookmakers are going to take bets on him. No way, mate. They couldn't. because I think I don't know. Well, maybe it's like I don't think down here if you go into like some of the some of the bookmakers down here, I don't think they'd be clue. So his odds might be slightly a bit higher, but I'd say. In a few weeks, it's just going to be like it's going to be like eight to eleven, I'd say max for him to like, yeah, score. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I'm going to go five 0 I'm going to go Kyogo. You're going to go four one. Who are you going for the first goal? First goal score. 
It's only one man it can be, can't it? The, <laughs> the, the, new, the new Henrik. The new Henrik, Anthony Ralston. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Final, just one final point I think we need to discuss um, is this situation at Abrax next Sunday. With um, he the, I am, I am, but I want to talk about the, the away fans, Celtic fans not getting under the ground. What do you make it? Uh, apparently, just from reading, kind of some people who have an idea of kind of what goes on behind the scenes at Celtic, the story seems to be that they wanted assurances that we could give them fans, and Celtic said, like, you can't guarantee with COVID, like, what's it going to be like at winter time. And then that lot just took the hump and said, no, you're not getting it. They're just the most childish people. Like even that whole sponsorship team, they're just an embarrassment of a, of, a, of a club. They really are. And we need to get that out there. And we need to see... This is another opportunity for Sally to get the fans completely back on side. I think it's an opportunity for the board to go, you know, fucking what, we need to call these out on this publicly. Come oh, out and, and have, have it. They never do it, like... Never they always let them get the first word. Just like exactly. that lot goes so that lot were like Donald Trump. They just whether it was true or not, they just say it like and people would just, just accept it as fact. Statement the FC, the COVID champions, mate. They just you know that that situation with since that's that that's the thing that, that situation with the the sponsorship for the league. You want to talk about hypocrisy. I mean, they're going on about this deal with since and saying that it's not in the best interest of Scottish football. The new co don't give a single fuck about the interests of Scottish football. They've always been the same way. That draconian approach where it's about them and nobody else. Fuck everybody else. And they're coming out. And in the same week, they're complaining about not getting enough money from sponsorship deals from Cinch. And at the same time, they're not allowing away fans in the Abrax for the biggest derby in world football. So what, is the, what is the best interest of Scottish football? Uh, well, the best interest was that they never got back into the league nine years ago when they died, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But uh, they only don't want that since they because one of their directors, I can't remember which one of their thugs. Douglas back. Park? Yeah, him. As a company that's a rival with Cinch, that's all this is about. Like, and like, they just... Oh, I just hate them. I just oh, hate to go and beat them. I, I, I would take a draw next week, but like, beating them would be a massive, massive... Oh, gee, I would take a big, massive, massive, massive one though one. I would. I would. Anthony Ralston. I mean, Anthony Ralston. You can just you can just imagine it. Tap off. Pastor Cogley runs the whole length of the pitch with his tap off. You know, <laughs> unveils his new Celtic tattoo. Kyogo on the back of his on the back of him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can imagine. Big towel on his arms. But that's it. But again, that is more more reason to put it to them. Go go out the day. Give some Myrna doing. Keep it going. Thursday night, we're gonna do a post match reaction. Podcast to outlaw on Thursday night. Martin's going to be coming back and joining us on Thursday night. From that, we're going to kick on. We'll play them on Sunday. Kyogo Masterclass, a big, massive 1 0 win. And we will be right back in lane of winning our championship again, qualifying for the Champions League, winning the Champions League that year. And again. <laughs> world domination. World domination. Pierce, it's been an absolute pleasure to do this podcast episode this morning, mate. Um, enjoy the game of day. And yeah, too. hopefully, so hopefully going... it's uh, any time. Celtic minus two. You heard it here first, folks. Get on and remember, <laughs> boy, Cal William Hill, the black and task. <laughs> We've been the Patriot Games. Thank you very much for, for tuning in. Have a good one. See you, Paddy. Hell, hell. <laughs>